We all have that friend. You know, the one that seems to have it all together. She gets things done, hosts great events, always looks fashionable while mothering well, and you wonder, how the heck does she do all of this? Well, today, I'm introducing you to one of my friends that I think is all of the above and more. Janelle Barry is a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and mom to four. So today, we are going to dive in and take a look behind the scenes of a mom that, quote, has it all together and hear the real talk behind it all. Just a little warning, there are a couple cusses here and there in the episode, so if that offends you, I just wanted to give you some heads up. Now let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Choose Mom podcast. I'm Trish, a military spouse, mom to three girls, and nutritional therapy practitioner. As moms, we make a million choices each day, but how many of those choices actually put us at the top of the list? If you're anything like me, that answer is very few, but that's about to change. So join me on my journey to choose myself again and to hear the stories of other mamas who are doing the same. Hey, Janelle, thank you so much for talking with me today and um, coming on my podcast. I'm really excited (laughs) to talk to you because when I think of you, there's two words um, that I always think of, and the words are real and fun. So before we get into all of that, I would love for you to just introduce yourself, and then we can continue on. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be asked to be on your podcast. It really is. I'm Janelle Barry. I have four kids, and I'm another military spouse. And now I am, um, you know, exploring the all my kids are grown and out of the house phase of life. So you've seen me through a few of them, but here I am. That's me today. And just so people know, how old are your kids? Like, what's your age range? Yeah. So I have four. My oldest is Jack. He's 13. Grace just turned 12. Anna is eight. And Lucy is my youngest and she's six. Um, so when I said before, like when I think of you, the two words that come to me are just real and fun, that you're like one of those moms that are just able to just to get it all done plus like extra and make it seem effortless. And it's not like one of those things where like, I just see you on social media, like posting your highlights because I see you in real life. Like I've been invited to your amazing events. Like I see how you raise your kids and I've seen real life with you and you're able to just do so much. And I feel like you have a really like such a knack for making things fun, whether it's for your friends or for your kids you're, like I said, you're an amazing hostess and you're just always up for a good time. And now you've just added work because you were a stay-at-home mom for a really long time. time. And now you've just added work to your plate. So I would love if you can touch on how are you able to create like such a fun environment and get so much done for all of the people around you while making it seem so effortless? Well, that is super sweet. It's also a big lie, but... (laughs) Um, no. So just from the get go, when I was a little girl, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. I would tell my mom, like I wanted to be a mom. So I knew that that was going to be my main job role, whatever I wanted to do in life. And then when I started having kids and it got to be like, oh shit, this is actually a lot of work. You know, I mean, it is, it's so much work, but I would always remind myself and this sounds so silly, but it's true. 
hey, you wanted all of this. So make it what you want it to be, you know, make it how you want it to be. And if it's shitty, then turn it around and make it not shitty anymore. Are we allowed to cuss? I'm sorry. I'm from New Jersey. We do what we want. Okay, great. Um, yeah, if it's shitty and at a time, then make it what you want to be. And I know that sounds so um, easier said than done. And it it wasn't, you know, easy at first, but I always try to make it what I want it to be. And for me, that means like enjoying my kids in some capacity because they they suck a lot of the time. I mean, that's just kids in general, but enjoying them in some capacity is usually my goal um, for every day. And if their behavior is not what I want it to be, okay, there's always another day or I'm going to do my best to correct it and figure out where we can get back on track. But again, for me, my main goal during the day is always enjoying them in some capacity and getting my own stuff, whatever that is, checklist, workout, whatever I want to get done, finished. So whatever I have to do, I do to get that done. So you said like, oh, my events are fun and things like that. I work my ass off before that event. So there's nothing I have to worry about while I'm there, except for enjoying who I'm ever, whoever I'm around and my kids like in the moment, you know? So I hope that gives you a little bit. No. Well, I mean, you're saying it's not effortless. So, so that's good to know (laughs) for someone from the outside. Like, If I'm giving off that vibe or facade, then okay, wonderful. But no, my main, that leads me to say my main like pet peeve, also one of my good friends, pet peeves, when people are like, you're so lucky, your kids are so good, or you're so lucky you, you know, have all this, whatever. Yeah, they are like decent by nature, but I worked my butt off to make them good and make them, you know, like behave in public and make my schedule work for me so that I'm able to cross things off or get it all done. You know, it wasn't just a, oh, I don't know how to do this. I think I struggled with that when I had two kids and they were younger and I realized, hey, this isn't going to be like a breeze. You're going to have to figure out a schedule that works for you and a system that works for you and then stick with it. And in the end, you know, it will pay off. So, yeah. So I'm sitting here like just taking notes because I have so many things that I want to talk about based on what you just said. So so let's start because you said, you know, it's you have four kids, even if you had like the most perfect angel children in the world, like four kids is not easy, but you have kids with real personalities and real problems and real emotions and real, real, real. So from, you know, from babyhood till now, like you have a teenager, like what struggles and obstacles have, have you faced? Like what are some of the major ones that you faced and how have you taken them on? So with kids um, or kid wise struggles, I think just the same as every mom, you know, the schedule, figuring that out, feeling like I have zero time for myself, dad, not really being the main one. You're, you're the main one for them. You know, when, especially when they're younger, you are it. So you get the life sucked out of you and then you still have to provide even more, you know, every day, every day, right. Dad is there, but that's not really who they want. Or maybe he's not there, you know whatever the case is. So, um, yeah, just figuring out the schedule was a struggle. That for me is like a main thing. If you know me, you know, I like live and die by a schedule. I I was never the mom that was like, "Eh, it's nap time. We have to leave the party, you know, but 
I definitely was like, oh, my kid needs a nap. Like, we're going to go drive around in the car for a little while or whatever. That was one kid. Then when I had two kids, that schedule was like, peace, we're out. You know, how many times have your girls napped in the car going wherever else? More and more for every kid I had. First kid never napped in the car. We had to be home. Second kid, yeah. And now Ruby, I just took her nap away because we didn't have time. So schedule at first was a huge thing for me. Then I learned how to go with the flow and just be a go with the flow parent. So it was feelings of, you know, guilt of like, oh, somebody's always got the short end of the stick, especially the more kids you have. Someone is always somewhere that they don't want to be. So once you can say, okay, I'm going to have to learn and relinquish control of my schedule and go with, okay, we're going to figure this out along the way. I'm at least giving needs to this one right here. And and this need is being met over here. But at the end of the day, I know myself, I did what I could with the amount of, you know, struggles or challenges that I had. Yeah. Adapting to that was one of my like difficulties and really just trying to push through and, and make everybody, make sure everybody was like taken care of, you know? Sure. So I'm going to touch on that. So you're saying making sure everybody was taken care of. But also, what about taking care of yourself, too, especially when they were younger? Did you find that to be hard or? I think that was a learned trait. And I would not say I started doing that until I had Anna, which is my third. Mm -hmm. I would definitely not say that I was taking full or, you know, giving myself really anything because you at that point I was young I was a young mom I wanted to have like the perfect family and get all this done and you know do all the things and there was never a point at the end of the day where I wasn't like okay did I make sure that my husband had attention did I make sure like my kids had attention all of that was done I never once asked myself how are you are you okay do you need a freaking break do you need a breather do you need any of those things you know never like was checking in on myself until I had Anna and then it, it was just too many. I mean, there were three of them against one of me. You know how that feels. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I am aware. So was there like an aha moment? Because you know, you know it happened with Anna. So was there like a specific time where you were like, okay, something needs to give, something needs to change? How did you realize like, okay, it's time to prioritize myself too? Yeah, I did have that moment. And I mean, not, I wouldn't say like one specific date that I can remember, but I remember, you know, just a time period of our lives where I would find myself at dinner time just ragey, you know, extra ragey, screaming at the kids. And, and that would set the tone for the rest of our night. My mood at that time was just rage. I was just angry, you know, like annoyed, angry, spent, tired. And that set the tone for the rest of the night for us. So my kids were like angry, stressed, whiny, tired, you know, more than they normally would be at that time. Sure, they're feeding off of your energy. Yeah, they exactly. They were feeding off of my energy. I set the tone. I set the vibe for our whole house, you know, and then it would carry on to my husband. He comes home from work and I'm like super fun to be around, you know. <laughs> So I thought to myself then like, this is dumb. You need to do something for yourself during that afternoon nap or whenever you can fit it in during the day so mm -hmm. that the rest of your mood for the evening is not just garbage for your family, you know? And once I started recognizing, okay, you need a break, whether it's a walk or zoning out to real housewives or crying on the phone to your mom or your friend or whatever it was. I was giving myself that, even if it was 20 minutes, and it would slowly improve our day. I was energized enough to actually cook dinner or, you know, go for a walk after or something like that. Right. 
And I feel like, I mean, and you're saying the same thing, and I know a lot of moms feel this way, the entire house, no matter how present your husband is or hands-on, like the entire house really does revolve around mom, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Even it, it doesn't matter. I'll be upstairs in the shower and Paul will be downstairs. My kids walk right by him, will come find me in the shower and ask me for a snack. And it's just everything revolves around mom. And like, that is a heavy burden to bear. Love it. And you hate it all at the same time. I love that sometimes. I love that I rule the house. I love that this is my domain. I love that everyone comes to me for everything. I love that feeling. And I also freaking hate it. You know, yeah. also <laughs> the worst. <laughs> right. I mean, you love it until you don't. Right. You love it until it's just too much. So you realized that you needed to start prioritizing yourself. How did you go about doing that? So for when I had Anna and all of my kids were fairly young, the spread between my kids is 13, 12. And then I didn't have Anna until like four years later. So really it was like Jack and Grace. And then a little while later, Anna, you know, so they were all fairly young um, at the same time. But when it was just Anna and Jack and Grace, it was like a walk during nap time or doing something that wasn't housework during nap time. You know, every mom tries to get everything done around the house, you know, during their free time. But I was utilizing my actual free time for something that was going to bring me joy, something that was going to either make me calm or make me happy. That was my requirements. Yeah. And then how about now? And then now that I have four kids and they're a little bit older, I mean, it's super fun. I can do whatever I want to. Same thing. If I only have 20 minutes, I'm not going to spend it unloading the damn dishwasher. I'm going to either look at clothes online or go shopping or, you know, talk to my friends or watch Real Housewives or whatever. But I also make time for longer periods of, you know, like going out with my friends, a party, a weekend away, anything like that. that those are so important unbelievably important. Yeah. No, totally. You just get a chance to just be Janelle and not mom. Right. Or vent, you know, I mean, how many times do you get together with your girlfriends just to vent about your kids? You know, everyone wants to feel seen and heard and validated. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Because like not everyone wants to talk about it and then, you know, you end up feeling alone. And if you can't get it out or hear other people and relate to them, then it just makes it worse. So I feel like you're leaving a big thing out about prioritizing yourself. And I know this because I know you. Since I've known you, you've had at least one business going on from home. And they're they're different. But I know there's lots of moms, especially moms that are stay-at-home that would love to have a business at home or something they could do to bring in money or like give them an outlet. And you've managed to do that at least three times. Maybe there's more that you want to touch on. And you just add that to the list of things that make you look effortless. So can you talk about the different businesses you've had, how you've balanced them while being a mom? And then also, if you don't mind, kind of talking about when it's okay to let go of a business that isn't serving you anymore, because I know you've had to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I first started out doing like a, a side gig or a business, it was just solely for a creative outlet. All three of my businesses have creative outlets. I mean, that's basically what it is. I'm a super creative person and I love that outlet. So my first one was a little photography business that I started with a friend in um, Virginia. And it was solely because the kids are little and you want to take pictures of them and Hey, why not make money off of this? You know? Sure. And it was great. I, photography is usually an evening or weekend thing. 
So that didn't work out once, you know, we had more kids and, and things like that. That was when I decided to let it go. It just wasn't working for our family anymore, schedule wise. But juggling that with kids, like the the whole basis of photography or the part that takes most of your time is the editing. That was usually done during nap time or after they were, you know, asleep, which sounds like a no brainer, but it was still bringing me joy. It was something that I was doing that was still, you know, creatively bringing me joy. So I loved doing that. Uh, And then when my kids got older, Jingle Boxes was just another creative outlet. And that one has been trickier because it's like Christmas. Can you explain what Jingle Box is? Yeah, why? Everyone doesn't know what a Jingle Box is? Jingle Boxes are Elf on the Shelf kits to help you. They are 24 days of Elf on the Shelf setups so that you just pull out a bag and your setup is there for the evening. You don't have to think about it. You just set it up. Yeah, again, another creative outlet and I have to work around where the kids are. It's harder now because it's Christmas and obviously they are older and believe and got to keep that business on the down low. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then my third now is just a super fun service or a way for me to shop for others. It's called the Closet Consigner, and it is just me thrifting awesome clothes and putting them together. That also is, and I take my kids whenever I do that. Like, that's a family affair. They're all in and they love it. You know, we go to uh, tons of thrift stores and shop around, you know, and then come back and I'll style outfits for people. Right. So all of the businesses that you started really have just been based off your interests. Yeah, exactly. Off my interest and what I could work out with my large family. Right. So do you have any tips as far as that goes? Because I feel like, and I've experienced this too, you know, you have this idea, like, I really want to do something, but I'm not sure how to turn this into a business. Like how, how have you figured out how to turn these things into businesses? So I usually will source or just, you know, crowdsource my friends. If I, and if someone gives you like a strong reaction one way or the other, you either put that in one, I put that in one category, like, okay, one strong reaction this way, whether it's good or bad, you know, or was everyone mediocre? You know, what, what could I do to capitalize on this idea? Usually it's an idea that I have that I'm like, okay, we're going to go with this. Um, And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, you know, you just got to keep plugging along. But if it's something that you're interested in and that you want to continue to do, then you just keep plugging away, right? Sure. And now that you're, so now you're working outside of the home and being a mom and doing these businesses, do you find that hard to manage or is it kind of, you're kind of figuring out the rhythm as you go? No, I find it hard to manage a hundred percent, but I am reminding myself why I started at number one. And if I want to allow time for it in my day, week, whatever, if I don't want to to allow time for it, then maybe it's time to take a break from that. You know, maybe it's not going to work for my family right now. You can always come back to it later, but that's usually my gauge on when I want to pull out of something, step back from something like, is this making me happy or is this adding more stress to my life? So I love that because I feel like a lot of women, moms, we feel like we have to hold on to something. Like there's a lot of guilt with giving something up. We feel like we're failing, but you really seem to be like, okay, no, this isn't working. Like I'm going to move on, cut ties and without any remorse or guilt about it. Never. I never have that. I never have that feeling. I don't know if that's weird. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's rare, but I never have problem. If I am done with something or someone, I'm like, mm, pace. If you try, that's all that I care about. Like as long as I tried, you know, and gave it a go, 
then I'm good with saying this, this chapter's ready to close. And I appreciate having the clarity with myself to say, yeah, I'm ready for this chapter to close. And that's okay. You know, who's dictating the success? Is it you or whatever you're worried about other people thinking? If it's whatever other people are thinking, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's a great attitude. And I should try to adopt that too. I want to talk about my favorite thing that I've ever learned from you. Mm. And it is a phrase that I say to myself literally every single day. And I don't know if you made this up. I don't know if you heard it somewhere else. But do you want to share the phrase or do you want me to share the phrase? I will start it. I'll share it. But I will start it with, I don't know if I made it up, but I feel like I read it somewhere years ago. And now it just has been my thing ever since. Okay. Well, what is it? Rage. Repent, repeat. All right. Let's elaborate. So I am by nature a yeller. Like my kids would say I'm a yeller 100%, you know, so that's my form of rage. Like I just get upset and rah, you know, I work on it all the time. I'm, I'm a rager for sure. So I just get flustered and angry. And then later I'll feel, oh, you know, I feel so bad. I shouldn't have behaved like that. I shouldn't have exploded like that. Let me make it up to you. Let me give you some extra snuggles. Let me, let's do something fun together, whatever. And then all the time I feel myself repeating that same cycle. So it's just a cycle, a circle of who I am as a person. I am a rage, repent, repeater. But I love you're a really fun mom, but you're also really real about about how you parent and you're willing to admit like, yeah, sometimes I go buck wild on my kids when they push me to that point, but it is what it is. And I think mm-hmm. hearing that from other people, you know, makes us just feel a little better that we're not the only ones. Cause I have said, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I've said things to my kids. I'm like, are these, is this actually coming out of my mouth? Did I actually just say what I just said? But I'm also human and, you know, you get pushed past that point and you say things and I'm like, oh, my God. And then there's the repenting. But then like the next day or the next week, like it happens again. I think it's so important for them to see you lose your shit every once in a while, too. They lose their shit often, you know, so it's just important. It's equally as important for me to apologize and say, hey, I should not have lost my cool like that. I should not have used those words towards you, at you, around you, whatever. I'm really working on this. Can you please forgive me? You know, I mean, there's lots of times that I have to say that to my kids. It's important for them to see me fail and then try to apologize and make up for it. You know, we're only human. And I hope that they adopt that same behavior that I'm trying to do, you know? No, and I think that's important because I personally did not start to see my parents as human until at least like my probably like mid 20s, you know, like they were just like mom and dad. But I never thought of them as like human outside of that. So I think seeing and I'll like tell my kids, you know, I am a person outside of being your mom. Mm -hmm. I am striving for them to see me as also like a human and not just a mom. So you've given a lot of great advice, but do you have any like actionable steps that you could recommend to another mom who might feel overwhelmed or like lost their direction or sense of self in their motherhood? Well, first of all, I would say, and this goes to saying something to my younger self as well, it is so hard. The whole motherhood life balance is so hard and not to feel, you know, like you're alone or whatever. I used to, I remember totally feeling like, am I the only one that's like super struggling out here? Like what's going on? You know, am I, but no, everyone is drowning with their nose tip above water, you know, in some capacity. So number one, I would say, this shit's hard. Just 
it's going to be hard, you know? And I would say, um, you know, learn to roll with the punches as far as parent parenting goes. But other than that, just find the things that are going to make you happy and that you want to spend your time doing with your kids and try to make every possible situation work for you and be fun. You know, if you're making it work for you, chances are it will likely be more enjoyable. It's true because if you have a good attitude about it, I mean, the kids especially, they feed off of your energy. So if you can show them that you're having fun, everything will go better because everybody's happy. And just to admit, like everybody is drowning in some sort of way is almost advice enough because I I feel like we don't always talk about it, you know? I think that's important just to feel validated, you know? Yeah, exactly. So lightning round. Is there a book that you've read that this might sound dramatic, but like has changed your life? Or just a super fun read that you would recommend to a mom who just wants to pick up a book and read? You know what book I really liked that spoke to me in a lot of ways or made me feel um, like I wasn't crazy and that validated my feelings, I guess is a better, is a better thing, was that um, Untamed, I think, yeah, Glennon Doyle's Untamed, that really realized why my behavior, why I was doing some of the things I was doing. It validated some of the feelings I had and just... I loved it. I was like, oh, this is a great book. I love her because I feel like she says everything that I want to say in a way that I could never say it. Yeah, it was there. You just hadn't dug deep enough to find it, you know? And the last thing is I, so I love your Instagram page for your closet consigner. Also just been inspired by some of the styles that you show. So where can people find you on Instagram so that they can also uh, get in touch with you and see what services you have to offer. Oh, you're so great. I am on Instagram at the closet consigner. Um, and then I'm also at the jingle box, but yeah, I still have an Instagram that I will post ideas on if I don't actually sell the boxes. And that's just at the jingle box. I'll put both of those because even if you don't sell it, you can at least inspire other people for some good ideas. Well, thank you so much for your time and your honesty and you're willing to share and be real and fun with us today. And I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to being stationed in California with you pretty soon. Yay, very soon. Thank you. This is great. I hope it takes off huge.